Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. I want to talk about lipstick. (laughs) I know. Crazy. In the middle of a war in the Middle East, people facing all sorts of barbarity and evil senseless deaths communities being pulled apart on campuses across the world in the streets it is a moment of great darkness and it's perhaps especially at this moment that I want to talk about light When the events happened on October 7th in Israel and Hamas destroyed the lives of innocents with great barbarism, it's still being unveiled, the depth of the depravity. My wife Bonnie lit a Yortzite candle for the dead. And weeks later, it is still burning. We keep renewing it. And yes, we burn that candle for the lives lost on October 7th. And we also burn that for the lives of innocent Palestinians for whom we grieve because it's the human thing to do. And Judaism teaches he who saves one life saves the world. How do we save a life? How do we even contemplate in the enormity of what's happening right now? Often I turn to poetry, as you know, and a very unusual idea occurred to me that all who are going through this and in moments when we all are shaken to the core by such horror and hoping and praying against all actions that are taking place and what it is stirring in the hearts of some who don't seem to know any better, others perhaps who do, who don't know what to say at this moment. And I feel the darkness. I spoke last week of, I'm not okay, are are you? But I 
also am drawn to the light that's in this Yortzite candle. We light that candle to keep memory alive, yes, but I think it's because in this moment of darkness, lighting a candle is perhaps the smallest and yet most important thing we can do as a metaphor to ourselves that light still exists. And I think light still exists. And I hope you do too. Now, as I say, I'm often drawn to poetry to find my light. And I found a poem that is most unusual in its theme, in its using an everyday object to be a symbol of life and of light. Even at a time when the world faced its greatest moment of darkness. This was written by Megan Valley, who identifies herself as a queer femme writer who's been living as a full-time touring spoken word poet, author, and teaching artist since her first of three full-length poetry collections was published 11 years ago. In 2019, she co-wrote with her partner, poet Andrea Gibson, currently the Colorado's Poet Laureate. They wrote a book, How Poetry Can Change Your Heart. Well, that title alone would suggest that the world is sorely in need of poetry at this moment. And this one sure packed a wallop for me. Ode to Red Lipstick. Cleopatra crushed beetles to make red lipstick. Because even in 30 BC, she knew speaking 12 languages would be even more impressive when the words jumped through a ring of fire. Circus mouth. Ruby woo. I smile and split the Red Sea. In medieval times, religious groups condemned makeup for challenging God and his workmanship. But I and any good femme know God invented lipstick. In post-war New York, butchers could get locked up if they weren't wearing three pieces of traditional women's clothes. Lipstick stashed in a pinstriped suit pocket, swiped on quick when someone threw their voices across the bar to warn that the cops were barging the door could keep a queer from being a casualty for the night. And when Bergen-Belsen concentration camp was liberated, each pair of lips as pale as the next, along with the British Red Cross, arrived a shipment of lipstick. No one was quite sure who asked for it. Seemed petty. What could a tube of maroon do for women whose hair, whose babies were ripped from their bodies? 
Who could pick up a shard of a war's mirror for long enough to apply a smile? How could lipstick be necessary when there'd been experiments on children and twins sewn together at the back when the nail scratches in the gas chambers made their way through stone? Five hundred a day, still dying, even when liberated. The prisoners could not be looked at as individuals. Some of them would still die as numbers. One lieutenant said he believed nothing did more for the survivors than that lipstick. Women, thin as smoke, naked everywhere except for their mouths, red like they might one day flirt again, arm on a jukebox, single finger running down a tie. The next time it's deemed frivolous, something left on a napkin or absent cheek, remember, red lipstick in its tube, like a bullet, but in reverse, giving life back. Red lipstick in its tube like a bullet, but in reverse, giving life back. And that made me think, how I yearn in the midst of this war and this anti-Semitism and this anti-humanity and this clashes of individuals everywhere how I dream of a day when lipstick would be important again yes that day will come when individuals can think about makeup can think about the smile they look at in the mirror can recognize that little things can give us life back. We yearn for it. And yet, like the light in that Yortzite candle I spoke of earlier, the one that is still burning in a living room of our home, remembering those who are lost, remembering the tragedy and the darkness of this moment, a constant reminder that Candles can be lit. Sparks of hope are possible. You are that spark. We are that spark. When we stand together, when we light candles, when we continue to believe with moral clarity in right and wrong, when we dream of peace, let it be where people can live with differences and celebrate common prayers for the possibility of being human in peace. I believe in that day even at the darkest moment. And I know you're going to do something about it this week. 
even if it's a little thing, like reading or listening to a poem, lighting a candle, or putting kindness and compassion into a world that seems as if it's deaf and blind. Make it shine. Give it light. Be the light. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. Matters.